0: Chapter three of the Story of Ab This is a Librivox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Shirley Anderson. The Story of Ab by Stanley Waterley. Chapter three A Family Dinner Despite the hyena and baby incident, the day had been a satisfactory one for this cave family. Of course, had the woman failed to reach, just when she did, the hollow in which her babe was left, there would have come a tragedy in the extinction of a young and promising cave child, and the two would have been mourning, as even wild beasts mourn for their lost young. But there was little aversion to past possibilities in the minds of the cave people. The couple were not worrying over what might have been. The mother had found food of one sort, in abundance, and the father's fortune had been royal he had tossed a rock from a precipice a hundred feet in height down into a passing herd of the little wild horses and great luck had followed for one of them had been killed and so this was a holiday in the cave the man and wife were at ease and had each an appetite the nuts gathered by the woman were tossed in the heap among the ashes and live coals were wrecked upon them and the popping which followed showed how well they were being roasted a sturdy twig two yards in length and sharpened at the end was utilised by the man in cooking the strips of meat cut from the haunch of the wild horse and very savoury were the odours that filled the cave there was the faint perfume of the crackling nut and there was the fragrant beneficence of the broiling meat there are no definite records upon the subject the chef of to-day can give you no information on the point but there is reason to believe that a steak from the wild horse of the time was something admirable there is a sort of maxim current in this age in civilized rural communities to the effect that those quadrupeds are good to eat which chew the cud or part the hoof the horse of today is a creature with but one toe to each leg we all know that but the horse of the caveman's time had only lately parted with a split hoof and so was fairly edible even according to the modern standard the father and mother of ab were not more than two years past their honeymoon they in their way were glad that their union had been so blessed and that a lusty man-child was rolling about and crowing and cooing upon the earthen floor of the cave they lived from hand to mouth and from day to day and this day had been a good one they were there together man woman and child they had warmth and food the entrance to the cave was barred so that no monster of the period might enter they could eat and sleep with a certainty of the perfect digestion which followed such a life as theirs and with a certainty of all peace for the moment even the child mumbled heartily though not yet very strongly at the delicious meat of the little horse and the meal ended the two lay down upon a mass of leaves which made their bed and the child lay snuggled and warm within reach of them the aristocracy of the time had gone to sleep there was silence in the cave but outside the world was not so still the night was not always one of silence in the caveman's time the hours of darkness were those when the creature which walked upon two legs was no longer gliding through the forest with ready club or spear and when those creatures which used four legs instead of two especially the defenseless felt more at ease than in the daytime the grass-eating animals emerged from the forest into the pleiades and upon the low plains along the riverside and the flesh-eaters began their hunting it was a time of wild life and of wild death for out of the abundance much was taken there were nightly tragedies and the beasts of prey were as glutted as the urus or the elk which fed upon the sweet grasses it was but a matter of difference in diet and in the manner of doing away with one life which must be sacrificed to support another there was liveliness at night with the queer thing man out of the way and brutes and beasts of many sorts taking their chances together were happy with him absent they could not understand him and liked him not though the great clawed and sharp-toothed ones had a vast desire to eat him he was a disturbing element in the community of the plain and forest and while all this play of life and death went on outside the three people the man woman and child in the cave slept as soundly as sleep the drunken or the just they were full fed and warm and safe no beast of a size greater than that of a lank wolf or sinewy wildcat could enter the cave through the narrow entrance between the heaped up rocks and of course as of any other dangerous beast there was none which would face what barred even the narrow passage for it was fire just at the entrance the all-night fire of knots and hardest wood smoked flamed and smouldered and flickered and then flamed again and held the passageway securely No animal that ever lived, save man, has ever dared the touch of fire. It was the caveman's guardian. End of chapter 3